two guys in a bed podcast, the official podcast of where reality becomes fantasy. It's Wednesday, September the 8th. Thanks for listening, man. Welcome to the fifth season of Two Guys in a Bed as we're covering the 14th season of WRBF. And I know you're all wondering, is it just going to be me by myself? Am I going to have a co-host? Well, I've got good news or bad news. It depends on how you feel about Tyler. He's back. Welcome, Tyler. How are you doing, man? Good. Yeah, man. It's good. It, this is great news is what it is. <laughs> Although it would be good to just listen to you wallow in your sorrows uh, about how bad your team is all by yourself. That, that has, that's next level. Ah, man, I don't think I like that idea. I really do appreciate you hopping on here with me. Um, it does take some of the sting away from having to do this every single week as a part of my punishment for finishing in last place last year. So thanks for, for joining me, man. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, each week, there'll be a little segment where either I dog my team, someone else dogs my team, you dog my team. Uh, so you can call in and leave me a voicemail on my phone if you want. You can shoot me a text and I can read it on air. Uh, so if you like to talk junk about me, how big my nose is, um, how, how bad my <laughs> players are, whatever you want to do, that's fine. Uh, I'll go ahead and get it started. So I, I, was, I made a, a bad decision during the draft. I should have been more aggressive going after Mark Andrews, the tight end position. But I didn't, and I ended up play, uh, paying a lot for Tyler Higby, who's he was the last player on my, my my tier there that I was hoping to get, and I had to spend up for him. So that sucked. Oh, one bad decision. I didn't know which one you were talking about. Yeah, you think right. there was just one? That's hmm. right. <laughs> Another bad decision that I'm stuck with is having to start Mike Williams in the flex. Uh, but and this will probably be the only game that he's healthy for. The first one, the first game. He's probably gonna get hurt after the day after this weekend. Um, yeah, he reminds me of uh, like an outfielder that went like dives to catch a ball that's just a routine fly ball. He has to he'll he'll have to do a somersault up in the air and land on his head, and he'll be done. He doesn't know how to land. He doesn't know how to like fall to the ground. No grace. Hurt. No grace. Damn it! But I guess that's what happens when two of my players that I drafted are already on season-ending IR. J.K. Dobbins and Irv Smith. So that's less than ideal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my team. Hey, at least you uh, picked up Blake Jarwin for uh, $7. So. Well, yeah, I've already spent about 10% of my fab already this season, and the damn season hasn't even started yet. Hashtag desperation. Exactly, for sure. Um, I think that's good enough. I'm, I'm starting to feel down. I need, uh, I need to move, change the subject a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, but actually, <laughs> actually, before we get going, um, not only is JK Dobbins out, that's your, that was the keeper of yours. Yeah. Um, so that just like, just to twist the knife a little bit, a little bit more. It, it was super great whenever we got finished with the draft and I sat down on the couch and pulled up Twitter, and I'm, it's like the very first thing, the very first tweet that popped up was J.K. Nobbins's his knee like going completely backwards, hyper yeah, It doesn't bend that way. That's the video that popped up on my timeline as soon as I 
hopped on my phone. Well, and and I knew that going into the draft, and Kevin and I were like bidding in a bidding war for Gus Edwards, who I seriously was considering keeping. Um, so that really stinks. But you know, it just he he got out of my price range that I wanted to spend on him. But I feel really bad for you, man. Yeah. Well, you know, bad things happen to good people sometimes. <sighs> I'm moving on. I'm moving on. That's enough. Yeah, let's go ahead and get. I mean, that's good. That's good. There, we got to save some for the rest of the season. All right. Well, uh, Steve won last year. Congrats, Steve. He took down Chris, and he's only uh, Steve becomes only the second person ever to repeat as a champion. So, congratulations to Steve. Um, he did beat Chris by more than fifty, but I don't know that he changed Chris's name over the off season. Yeah, gone squatching. That seems like something Chris would would want to make his name. So I feel like Chris has gone this whole offseason without having to deal with that punishment. But I have. Um, you know, I guess we can we can dog my team some more. Like I Tim beat me by more than 50 and changed my name to Loving in the End. Um and I've had to deal with that all all summer long. Um, yep. Yep. So I'm really hoping to beat Ryan this first week so I can change my name back. That would be great. Um, speaking of Ryan, he did make it all the way to the semifinals last year. And, uh, you know, Ryan's the kind of player who hasn't had a lot of success in the league. Um, he's almost like the Charlotte Hornets of w- WRBF. Yeah. And I, I really feel like he's probably going to be one of those kind of guys where he's going to have a banner in his living room that says, I finished in fourth place last year in WRBF. That's right. Yeah. He holds – he has every, um, like, second, third-place ribbon from when he was in grade school. Right, right. And they're in a shoebox. He's going to he, have to – like, he took with him down to Honduras so he can show everyone how good he is. He's going to have to clear some room off of the shelf, get rid of some of those Dookie Awards, and put up his fourth-place <laughs> purple ribbon. Yeah. And speaking of Ryan, I, I think one of the biggest draft surprises – was Ryan's brother dipping out on us, man. He only stuck with us for like maybe what, 30, 45 minutes and then just dropped out. Yeah. That I mean, what uh Neil was his name. He was yeah. making dude, he was making it rain. He was just bidding, bidding, <laughs> bidding, bidding. I was like, holy cow. Not his was, money. He don't care. <laughs> I didn't keep up with how much money he had left. I don't think it was a lot after he left. I think he like got <laughs> Dalvin Cook. And maybe a couple other players, and then just fucking bounced, man. Yeah, I, and you couldn't. I couldn't get up. You know, no one could get up with him. I was trying to right. get with Ryan. Ryan couldn't get up with him. Apparently, I, I I talked to Ryan afterwards, and Ryan said that his brother didn't realize how serious we were about this and how much of a commitment it was going to be to draft, and not only you know focusing on what you're doing, but also the time commitment that it takes. Yeah, man. This is uh, well that that's. That's poor planning on Ryan's part. He he hasn't uh, made his family aware of how serious this is. You know, you're right. That's exactly right. It's Ryan's fault, and I don't want Ryan using his brother as an excuse at all this season. Ryan should have been there in the first place, you know. <laughs> Ryan needs to get his priorities in order. Uh, he's doing a good work down there, so we'll let it slide. But he, uh, we miss him. We miss him at the drafts. I miss him being there. He's got uh, yeah. some good some good jabs every now and again. 
Man. At you, which is always appreciated. I don't really miss them that much. <laughs> All right, let's move on to week one, man. All right. Uh, so we got Steve. He is uh, – <laughs> it's going to be more of the same. It looks like he's projected to score the most points week one as of yesterday afternoon. When I looked at this, I don't know how much it's changed, but yeah, he's, uh, still, he's still projected to, to lead, lead all scores. And he's going up against Sam who is projected to score the fewest amounts, amount of points. So yeah. it could be a 50 week one. Sam could be yeah. changing his name. It's looking like a week one slaughter. Oof. Oof. Yeah, and, and Sam has Julio Jones on his bench right now, which is pretty interesting. He's starting James Conner and uh, Raheem Mostert, which I, I like Mostert, but I don't know that I'd start Conner over Julio. Raheem is a must start. He's a must he, start. No doubt, no doubt. But I don't know about Julio, man. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And he's starting Trevor Lawrence over Ryan Tannehill as well. It's very interesting. Yeah, we'll see how the rookie does. And then uh, let's see what else. Oh, um, Nick and Tim, they've got a really good matchup coming up. Uh, there is only a two-tenths difference in their projected total right now, 115.4 to 115.6. I think that's going to be the game of the week, man. Yeah, that it's going to be a good one. And, uh, you know, Clint, I mean, Nick has the – the Thursday night QB rolling out Tom Brady. Uh, yes. so he'll, I'm just always leery of these Thursday night games, man. They're just feast of famine, and it's mostly famine. But with it being the first game of the season, maybe it'll be a little different. I got a Dak tomorrow night too, man. Yeah. So, and Tim, Tim has a Thursday night player um, in a flex position, which is always kind of odd to me. You don't uh, – that, that, that people put their their early games in the flex spots when they don't really have to. You kind of lose some uh, flexibility. Some flexibility there. Kind of hey. lose the lose its namesake. But you know, whatever. Right. You're kind of locked in. You, if someone were to to go down, yeah, you know, they, they would only be able to plug into that one position. They. But hey, that's what separates the men from the boys. I, I've said too much. Let's let's stop talking about the flex position. Yeah, Michael Gallup. And I saw – I don't know if you saw this, but I saw in the app uh, Tim put Michael Gallup as a player that he's willing to trade. You can kind of announce that in the app, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. All right. So that you, is, that you, is interesting. If you're willing to, to trade some people, you can put it out there for the league. Um, and let's see, me and Ryan, even though Ryan – he only drafted half a team – uh, we're <laughs> both projected to get 113, 113.8 to 113.0. So that could be close. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, that'll be a good pillow fight to watch. <laughs> God, I'm trying not to dwell on it, but I really need my team to beat Ryan, dude. I really I, need it to happen. I need um, about four of Steve's players to get really injured. He, Steve's team is stacked, dude. Yeah. He's got the one of the best quarterbacks. He's got the best running back, a top or another top 10 running back, a top 5 wide receiver. Yeah. But hey man, don't let's not forget Chris's 13 and 1 season, okay? Uh, yeah, that's right. The, what might have been. 
Oh, that's so great. I love bringing that up from time to time. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to text Chris that right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So before we, before we end it, uh, we talked about the, the spreads and the projected totals. There's been a lot of uh, progression in gambling in the NFL. Uh, a lot of stadiums are, are having these like little booths where you can go and gamble, almost like a horse track where you can do that. Um, FanDuel is blowing up. DraftKings is blowing up. Uh, I think North Carolina is moving towards making some sports gambling legal. It's like going through the house right now, a bill to make it legal. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about gambling in WRBF, man. Let, looking at these spreads, looking at some of the projected totals, what do you think is – hang on just one second. All right, picking up where we left off. Uh, this is where I would have told you guys which games I would have bet on based on the projections and the game lines. And uh, it looks like I probably would have put my money on uh, Tim just creaming Nick. Uh, I don't think Nick's team's that great. Uh, and so I would have put some money on Tim there. Uh, so each week we'll try to do a little segment for some gambling advice in the WRBF League. Uh, we cannot end this podcast without giving out a Dookie Award, and I think the obvious Dookie Award recipient for this first week will be someone who's never had it before, um, and so they've got plenty of room on their shelf for this, uh, but their brother can really tell them uh, all that comes with the Dookie Award because their brother has received the most Dookie Awards in the history of WRBF, uh, and yes, that's right, this the, the inaugural Dookie Award for the 2021 season will go to Neil Sowers uh, he, for a couple different reasons. He was just making it rain with Ryan's money, his brother's money, at the beginning of the draft, just spending all that junk, and then he leaves. So uh, it's pretty obvious that it's got to go to got to go to Neil for really dropping the ball for Ryan, his brother, and. And, and bailing out on the draft, pretty crappy performance. So that's why he receives a Dookie Award. And, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and sign off here. Uh, thanks for listening, and can't wait to uh, talk to you guys again next week. Two Guys in a Bed podcast, the official podcast of where reality becomes fantasy.